This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Heartsong Herbs. Heartsong Herbs is a farm and apothecary based in Athens, Georgia. They are proudly part of a growing movement of regenerative agriculture farming that prioritizes soil health to grow beyond organic. Founder Dana Nevins produces herbal tinctures and beauty care products with the vigor and potency of plants found as they grow in the wild right outside of her door. This high quality herbal medicine is available in two ounce formulas that aid in everything from immune support to anxiety relief. Find Heartsong Herbs at various Athens retailers or online at www.heartsongherbs.com. That is www.heartsongherbs.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Paper Boutique. Being part of someone's special day is getting to be part of making lasting memories. At the Paper Boutique, inspiration and passion comes from the stories and personalities of their clients. Whether it's a business party celebrating a milestone, a baby shower for someone who has waited her whole life to be called mommy, or even high school sweethearts who knew that they would be together forever, the Paper Boutique create custom invitations for any and every type of special event including holiday parties wedding invitations baby announcements and save the dates please visit their online store at gtrbusinesssystems.com slash paper boutique or follow the link in the description below again that is gtrbusinesssystems.com slash the paper boutique or follow the link in the descriptions below. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cozy Bear Farms podcast. I'm your host, Dejan Yerby, and it's a very, very cold morning. Season's changing, and it's getting very cold. Luckily, I already did a bunch of episodes about how to get your winter garden ready. I talked about overwintering, talked about uh, crops you can grow for the winter, talked about a bunch of stuff you could do, even talked about greenhouses and how you can use them to protect your stuff for the winter. So as it gets cold, usually that means the garden is starting to settle out if you're growing vegetables or if you're a farmer, usually you're just trying to get stuff ready for the winter or you might be a farmer that takes the winter off. Who knows who, you know, you might be one of those people. But I decided, I think last week, that since it is going to start getting cold and there's going to be less stuff to talk about right now because whatever I am going to talk about, you probably going to need to do it when the season allows you to do it. So I thought it would be cool if we did a deep dive course into the world of propagation. If you don't know what propagation is, it's basically the process of getting your plants to grow. So for example, if you have a seed, trying to get that seed to germinate and turn into a sprout that will and then turn into a giant plant of whatever you're growing. That is propagation. 
a lot of people have problems with propagating their own stuff. That's why usually they go somewhere and buy it. Or if they're doing lawn care or something like that, they'll usually go off and buy trees or shrubs from somebody else because they might not have the time to propagate. But you might have been somebody who was wondering, how do they get this stuff started? How do they grow these trees? How do they grow shrubs? How do they grow vegetables? How do they grow herbs? How do they grow flowers? So we're going to do a deep dive course into the whole entire world of propagating. We're going to talk about how to propagate vegetables and trees and herbs and flowers and shrubs. Uh, we're going to talk about how you can propagate from cuttings. We're going to talk about how you can propagate from seeds. We're going to talk about different methods of propagation and stuff that you can do at your home today because it's getting cold. And I thought this would just be fun for people who might want to venture in propagating their own stuff or people who might want to make propagating their own business. Who knows? Who cares? I just want to talk about propagating right now because it's so cold and I'd rather be in here in my studio talking about this to being outside freezing because it's really cold even though it's only 40 but i live in georgia and when it gets below 50 we freeze that's just georgia we used to hot weather not this cold weather crap but let's really get into propagation so the first installment of this whole entire course and it's going to be a long course this course is going to stretch over the whole entire winter and probably lead into the spring when you'll be able to do propagation but you'll be a master at propagating by the time that this course is over and i did have a lot of people tell me hey we wish your episodes were longer well be careful what you wish for because these episodes are going to be long they're going to be as long as a college class but because i'm cozy i'm not going to make them as boring as a college class because i don't want nobody falling asleep while they're trying to listen to me talk about propagating so again let's get into propagating so now that we're in the modern day age of propagating, propagating was pretty much invented in 1950, even though it was invented way before then. But with the technology and increases and exchanges from information and professionals, 1950 was pretty much the starting point of all of that. So with modern day technology and equipment, we can make propagating a lot easier for ourselves and there are five techniques that were tested by professionals that uh, that were used worldwide for gardeners or backyard growers. Those five techniques that we will talk more in depth about each one of them. First one is mispropagation, which most nursery places use. Uh, plastic film propagation, which is something new that you guys are probably like, what is that? Fog propagation, which is something that I even had to research because I was like, what the heck is that? Uh, seed treatment, which is pretty common. And micro propagation, which is very, very scientifical. 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 I don't even know that's a word. Did I drink coffee this morning? Who knows? <sighs> One of those mornings. So let's dive deeper into each propagation because this is basically the base of how you would either start any type of propagating when it comes to seeds or cuttings or leaf cuttings or if you're doing layering all that stuff and we'll get into all of that because propagation is a huge part of the horticultural world and in the um in general farming world when it comes to horticulture uh this has nothing to do with animal farming Propagating had nothing to do with that or chickens. So we're just talking strictly horticulture and we're talking about propagating. I, I love saying propagating now. It took me a week with my speech impediment just to say propagating. I'm so proud of myself. 
So let's get into mist propagation. This process is used to help root softwood cuttings and semi rip cuttings. This is a way, this way works is by keeping the soil moist and cool while providing bottom heat. This can be difficult because you have to keep the soil moist and cool consistently before the cuttings start to root. So if you take cuttings and if you put them in soil, and if you want to do it this way, so cuttings is basically anything like you can cut off a tree. If it's a softwood tree or a hardwood tree, you can take any cutting from any tree. You'll usually take the cutting below the noy, and we'll talk about that in another lesson. But once you stuck, stick that cutting into some soil, if you want it to root, you're going to have to keep the soil moist consistently. Like it has to stay moist consistently. It cannot go through any type of dry spell or the cutting will not root. Also, bottom heat does help when it comes to rooting stuff. So if you want to do this, I suggest the only equipment that you would really need is a stopwatch or a timer to help remind you to go by and miss. And this is just for home people. I'll, I'll talk about how you could do it for an actual production use. But if you're at home, and you're broke, and you're like, hey, man, I'm not spending a bunch of equipment. What you need is a timer um, and a spray bottle and a really cheap heat mat that you can buy off of Amazon for, like, 30 bucks. So what you would do is fill up your trays with soil, put the cuttings into the trays, and you would just water the uh, trays with either a spray bottle or a hose, whatever, and then you would just leave the heat mat on constantly the reason you want that timer is because you're going to want to time yourself to make sure that you go back and miss the stuff every so often and i'm not going to tell you how many times you need to go back and miss it i suggest you soak your uh ceiling not ceilings your cuttings soak your cuttings then probably set it for like 30 minutes to an hour go back see if it dried off if it hasn't cool set more time and then when you start to notice that it is starting to dry then soak it again and just keep doing that process over and over and over again consistently for like two months until your cuttings start to root yes it is a pain in the butt to do but if you want to do it that way you can or if you want to do it the advanced way people do have time uh people do have uh irrigation systems that are on the timer where you can hook up um, they're like dangling sprinkler heads that you could put in your greenhouse or in your backyard, wherever you're growing this stuff, hook it up to the water and then set a timer so that every 30 minutes, the thing will go off for like a few seconds and then it will cut off and then go off again. You can set it for 30 minute intervals or an hour interval. You can do it however you want to just to make sure that it stays wet and consistent, wet consistently the whole entire time. But that is going to probably run up your water bill some. So you might want to, if you're doing this for a production thing, buy this thing called an electronic leaf. It's basically a metal box with this spatula thingy hanging off of it. And the spatula thingy, when it catches water, it will go down and it will cut off your irrigation system. But once the water evaporates and the leaf starts to raise back up, it will trigger the system and it will water again. And then when water hit that leaf, it will go down and cut the whole irrigation system off. And that is a really good way, an efficient way, to make sure that your cuttings stay consistently moist the whole entire time. 
Again, bottom with that system though, you really don't need bottom heat because you're probably gonna set it up in your greenhouse. But if you want to buy an electronic leaf and you want to set it up in your house or wherever you're growing, bottom heat is gonna be your friend. So this is the most common propagation method when it comes to nursery growers who are growing shrubs and trees from cuttings. Uh, some vegetable farmers might use this when they're trying to regrow tomato cuttings from suckers, but most times this is something that a uh, big, a big uh, nursery will probably use when they're trying to regrow their stock in trees. So let's move over to the other propagation method, which is called plastic film. So this was developed in 1950, shout out to 1950, and probably one of the easiest ways to propagate. Uh, cuttings are given bottom heat while you place a clear plastic sheet over the cuttings. This creates a sealed high humidity around the top of the cuttings uh, that will in turn make it root. And again, it is the easiest form of it but you do have to stay on top of it you do have to make sure that the plastic film is sealed off so that no moisture escapes because it needs to stay in there this is commonly used with uh gardeners especially gardeners who are in cooler climates where it doesn't get that hot so if you are if you do have a backyard greenhouse or you buy a windowsill get your little heat mat place your cuttings on that heat mat mist it down some, put some water on there, and then put a plastic, you could buy that uh, plastic film from Lowe's or Home Depot that painters use. It's not like a special greenhouse plastic, but just put some plastic film over those cuttings and then weigh it down with some bricks. I can't tell you how long this process will usually take because I've never done this process. I've done the mist uh, propagation process before and that usually takes a month or two. This one, I'm not entirely sure how long it would take. Some people say it takes them a month. Some people say it takes them two months. It just depends on what kind of cutting that you have. But if you want to try it and you want to do it, that's how you would do it. And most gardeners in the U.S. or around the world will use this method because they don't want to spend as much money as you would with the mispropagation. And I know some people are probably asking, well, where did you do mispropagation? And I did that in college when I took a college course and I can't remember the name of it right now. I think it was called propagation. Who knows? Got to call my professor and ask him which class was that? Because I paid attention. I just didn't care what the name of the class was. Next um, technique is called fog propagation. It was the one I had to research. I was like, what the heck is fog propagation? And it sounded so simple after I looked it up. So this was developed in the 1980s. Shout out to the 1980s. I was not born then. 1999, 1996, not 1999. That's a print song. 1996. Shout out to 96. Well, in 1980s, this uh, technique was developed and it uses less water, but the air will stay moist and less water will hit the foliage as the mispropagation. This is good for cuttings that are prone to rot, but unless you have the right type of equipment, I would not suggest to use this. So fog propagation is basically, to summarize it, say that you're in a uh, sealed off warehouse bid, um, building and you just send in fog into the whole entire place and it's just damp and humid and muggy. And it's just filled up to the brim with just this 
fog that is just... Have you ever seen that movie, The Mist? It looks like one of those things. I had to look up pictures of it. It looks very weird, but it's something that you can do. But I don't suggest it unless you have... You got to buy like some really expensive equipment to do fog propagation. And there's a cheaper way how to do it. Somebody let me know. But the stuff that I looked up, it seems like you have to buy a certain type of equipment to be able to keep that fog environment the same. I think it's the same kind of process that mushroom growers use when they grow their mushrooms in grow houses. But this is just for cuttings or trying to start seedlings. It looks very weird. It's almost the same as a germination chamber. But this one is on a way bigger scale and you're going to be spending a lot more money. So I don't suggest using this. I don't suggest using this. Uh, the next technique is the technique that all of us vegetable growers or flower growers or herb growers usually use. And it's just seed treatment and seed treatment is basically what we've been doing the whole entire time. Take a seed, put it in some soil, water the soil and your seed will start to grow when there's enough sunlight and it gets to that germination day. So for example, if you're doing kale, you would plant your kale seed into some soil basically soil mix that will help it grow you will water it and after seven days it will germinate and start to sprout and then that sprout will then turn into a seedling then you will take that seedling outside and plant it and then in 65 days you will have a kale plant that's basically seed treatment this treating that seed also oh nice so that it will germinate and grow and that you will be happy now the last one the last technique that usually you would use in a laboratory and i'm assuming that anybody that's super super smart is not listening to this podcast especially if you work in a laboratory but if you do shout out to you you're awesome micropropagation this technique was developed in the 1960s 1960s shout out to the 60s unless something bad happened in the 60s i can't remember this technique is used to help propagate huge numbers of plants uh, that are difficult to propagate with trend, um, traditional methods, this process is usually done in laboratories, so I don't suggest that you use this. Again, I'm not going to go too much into stuff that not everybody can use, but if you are somebody that works in a laboratory and you want to come on the podcast and talk about it, you can talk about it. I love having guests. But I'm not going to go into too much with stuff that I know everyday people cannot use. So fog propagation and micro propagation, I'm not going to go too much into. But those are the five techniques. And the most common one that people really don't talk about, but it is super efficient and it works for everybody. And when I was in that propagation class that I can't remember the name of, shout out to my professor, Dr. Morgan. Got to call him and ask him what was the name of that class. I know it was propagation, but I can't remember where it was propagation what. It might have been propagation and plant science. I can't remember. Shout out to Adsense Tech. But this one is super effective. And most people, this is probably going to be the cheapest one. And this one is really effective. And I don't know why people don't talk about it as much. But it's basically leaving your cuttings in water. So you can do this with any type of cutting. You can use this with uh, semi-green cuttings. You can use this with softwood cuttings. You can use this with hardwood cuttings that are dormant. Basically, when it begins, uh, when fall begins and the leaves start to fall off your trees, those are the best times to go get cuttings. But you can get cuttings whenever you want to, any time of the year. You can go cut stuff off of shrubs. You're just getting that implant that already branched off from the main stem. And you will basically just take it and put it in a cup of water. Most people don't talk about this propagation method because it's not super high scaled or is um, not really efficient. 
But if you're just somebody who's just trying to start something in their backyard or build to a bigger thing, this is a great way to do that. So basically what you would do is you would get a cup of water and you would just put your seed, your cuttings in that cup of water. And every three days you would just change out the water so it's fresh, clean water every, uh, every three days. And this method, I did this a lot in my propagation class when we had to start growing trees and shrubs. I would just get the cuttings. Most of the kids were trying to use the mispropagation thing, but to me, that just feel like it was too much work and there was too much complaining about, hey, there's not enough room and all this other stuff. So I remember I went and I grabbed my professor's test tube beakers and I filled them up with water and I put my cuttings in there with water. And every three days when we came to class, I would just change out the water. And after a month and a month and a half, my stuff started to root and my stuff actually started to root a lot faster than my classmates because my classmates, since we did have the electronic leaf and everything, uh, some of them, when you do mispropagation and you are planting cuttings into soil, you have to put a root agency on there. It's like a root development agency. And we'll talk about that in another episode. But most of the times the kids did not understand how to do it. And I remember they was around this table and they were all complaining and trying to ask stuff. And I was like, I'm finna go over here and do my own thing. And I wanted to do something that was super cheap and efficient that will work for me because I did not want to go through the hassle of trying to fix the miss, uh, the mispropagation system or fixing the irrigation system because it will break a lot of times or the leaf, the electronic leaf. One problem with it was that it would build up mold after time. So you have to clean off the leaf and that was a whole nother chore. And I was like, well, we're not a full on nursery here. What is something that a home, like a home gardener, or somebody who's just at home wants to do to try to start cuttings at their own house. So I put my stuff in the test tube beakers and after a month or two, they started to root. And after the roots got about an inch long, I put them in soil and then just put them on a regular watering system. And after about five months, I was able to plant shrubs and I was able to plant trees. And the rest of my classmates were still waiting on their stuff to grow. And a clear sign that your stuff is not growing is after it roots, it usually starts to grow new growth like leaves or new little green branches. These kids stuff wasn't growing nothing. My stuff was actually starting to grow. So my professor was like, Hey, Dejan, you can, um, put your stuff in the ground. And now there's bushes around Athens tech around that little building that they don't use anymore. Cause they moved to a whole new building, but I grew them shrubs. So shout out to cozy. But if you are somebody that doesn't want to do all these other techniques and you're just somebody that's like, hey, I just want to experiment and see how this works, uh, I would suggest putting them in water first and just get your feet wet that way. But hopefully that helps some people. That got some people some understanding of what modern day propagation looked like. I know I talked and rambled a lot. But that's fine because we're all in this together and it's super cold this morning and I didn't have any coffee because I'm looking for my coffee mug and I don't have it here. But thank you guys for listening. The next, uh, I guess, lesson in this course, I'm not a teacher. My mom's a teacher and I should know these terms, but 
you know, who cares? The next thing that we're going to be talking about is vegetative propagation. And that's basically going into deeper about how plants can reproduce themselves and clone themselves, which will be fun. We'll talk about that next week. Thank you guys for listening. Hit that like and subscribe button. Cozy's out.